Welcome to Storytime, brought to you by Where They've Been. I'm Zach Moore, as always, and today we are talking about J.R.R. Tolkien, the one, the only. He was known as father of not just literature, but not literature, but more high fantasy is what he was known as a father as, which if you know anything about Tolkien, you know that this is, seems pretty obvious, considering his most famous works, which mainly The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, as well as The Cimmerillion. Now, he, writ- he wrote more than that, but those are probably the most popular of what he wrote. Now, the funny thing, The Cimmerillion is known as his first as well as his last book, because he actually started to write it in 1917. But it wasn't published um, until after his death. He died, I'll get to this, in 1973. His son, Christopher, actually published it in 1977 with his his dad's uh, manuscripts and notes and everything like that. So the full work, I guess, by itself being published is something that Tolkien never actually saw happen. So I want to start with that first, even though technically it was published last. Um, And I'll get to the other ones as well. But a very good resource is actually his like legitimate authorized biography uh, by uh, Humphrey Carpenter. Just finished this one. Super good. It was written, I believe, in the 70s. I'd have to double check the publishing date, but it was written um, shortly after he passed away, I believe. Um, So and it's not that it's not that long, about 260 pages. So if you're interested in learning more about him, definitely a good one to pick up. And just because we'll be talking about it, his and one of, you know, well, I guess most people's favorites, Lord of the Rings. This has everything in it. Um, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King, everything. Um, and then, of course, The Hobbit, which is, you know, his I wouldn't say his first, but, you know, he wrote that he did write this first. Um, and he actually, when he wrote it, he didn't intend for there to be any sequels. Um, but then, of course, along came Lord of the Rings. And uh, yeah, the rest is the rest is history. And speaking of history, let's talk about his story. Um, so his full name, which I always get wrong, so I have to make sure that I read it correctly, uh, was John Ronald Ruel Tolkien. And he was born January 3rd, 1892 in South Africa to English parents. And his dad actually died when he was three years old and his mom died when he was 12 years old. They went to go live with a, um, he was a priest or a father or something. They were Catholic. And so they, uh, he basically raised him and his brother, um, for the remainder of their, of their, you know, childhood lives. Um, he could actually read and write fluently by the age of four. Um, and he actually created his, his own languages very early on. So, when you see him, if you're ever reading in The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, you see these elvish languages. These were something, I mean, from his earliest days, he was creating his own languages. And it's really funny because there are times when, he, you know, in the, in the biography specifically, it talks about family members like his aunt lived at a, I believe, in a town. There's the, something called Bag End. And it's funny because you see these little things in his early life that start to go into his stories, or I think he used the term Baggins. There was someone that he knew with the last name Baggins. Um, and so you see all these things and you kind of say, Oh, I know, I know where he gets it from. He was actually bit by a poisonous spider um, early in his childhood, childhood as well. And if you remember 
from Lord of the Rings, um, Frodo gets bit by a spider as well. <laughs> and so you just kind of see these um, kind of things coming from his childhood and they develop into his stories as well. So it's super fun to kind of see how that's th- that develops. Um, and actually in college, he was part of a club called, it was shortened to TCBS, which stood for the Tea Club and Barovian Society, which was sort of like an early version or almost maybe even vision like of what the Inklings were um, with C.S. Lewis. So it's cool to kind of see it's his interest in getting together with a small group of friends drinking tea or beer or whatever discussing their stories discussing the high things of life as it were um it was really cool to to see that and he was actually in world war one he was a signal signals officer in world war one um he ended up getting trench foot back in the day is what it was called i don't know what the modern day term is but that's what they called it back then um so he was actually in the trenches of world war one so it's interesting when you when you read in Lord of the Rings specifically, the war scenes. When you read that, I mean, he knew what he was talking about. He he fought. And actually, if you listen to we listened or watched the first video on C.S. Lewis, who had lost close friends in the war, so did um, Tolkien. He also lost um, a lot of really close friends in the war. Um, and a fun fact in childhood, he was actually, he went by Ronald. So a lot of people called him Ronald, similar to C.S. Lewis. However, a lot of his friends called him Jack. In the early days, a lot of um, our Tolkien's friends called him Ronald. Now, fast forward to Oxford days, and he was friends with C.S. Lewis. A lot of his friends called him, um, and I don't know the pronunciation, but it was Tollers or Tollers, so T-O-L-L-E-R-S. Um, that's kind of what he, what a lot of his friends called him, specifically in writing. So, you know, I guess they just couldn't call each other by their names. And I guess if you've got, you know three names <laughs> like Tolkien did definitely have to you have to go by one of them or somebody's going to make one up for you um and he was actually a professor of English and literature at Oxford and Merton Merton College uh he and his wife Edith Bratt um they had four four kids and Tolkien actually knew a lot of languages because of the fact that he was a philologist and now that sounds like I just made that word up but it's a real thing um, and I'm going to share with you, and I did not memorize this, but I'm going to share with you the following languages that Tolkien knew. He knew, obviously, English, Danish, Dutch, French, German, Gothic, Greek, Italian, Latin, Middle and Old English, Old Norse, Norwegian, Russian, Serbian, Spanish, Swedish, Welsh, and Medieval Welsh. I didn't count that up, but that's a lot of languages to know. So it makes sense when you read these stories that he loved languages. He loved learning the history of languages. Where did we get our words from? Where specifically the English language? If you know, you know, English, it's weird because the English is taken from so many different languages that there's so much history in that. And that's a part of what uh, Tolkien loved. Um, Now, fast forward, he died on September 2nd, 1973. He was 81 years old. And there were so many things that happened after his death, of course, that it's just interesting to think that if he would have seen all the things that his works had become, he was still popular in his own day. I mean, when, when his when The Hobbit came out, it was one of the most popular books back then. And so and even when Lord of the Rings came out, same similar thing. And now he wasn't able to see the success of Cimmerillion. Um, now, the thing about Cimmerillion is it's very, very heady. Not there aren't a lot of super fans that have read the Cimmerillion because it's it's really it's really deep and rich into the the history of middle earth it's really deep in the languages and it's in full transparency i haven't read it 
Um, but I've got it. It's on my to be read shelf. So I, I'm planning on it, but you have to be in a certain headspace for that. Um, but one just of the coolest thing about Tolkien is his passion. He spent basically 40 years of his life writing this massive universe story that is the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, Cimmerillion. There's other stories as well. I'm actually, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I saw it when I was looking through the Cimmerillion. Um, there's the Book of Lost Tales, part one and part two, the uh, Lays of Barry and the Shaping of Middle Earth, the Lost Road and other writings. And so that's like a lot of detail and information. And Tolkien did not like allegories at all. So he refused to, he was intentional about the fact that the Middle Earth story is, and there's no allegorical things. There's no hidden meanings or anything like that. Now, this is why he had an issue with uh, Lewis's Narnia series. Um, you know, he just did not like it. There were just so many things they did not get, which is funny because one of the reasons that Tolkien keep kept pressing on specifically for writing Lord of the Rings was because Lewis encouraged him to and said this is an amazing story that you're telling and we and i know how much work you've put into it and he he writes basically uh, they you know have correspondence back and forth and honestly the reason we have lord of the rings is because of c.s lewis and tolkien has said that himself so it's one of those funny things how you know one was very very supportive and the other was not so supportive as of, of his friend so just an interesting kind of tidbit there but definitely tolkien's story is one that could be told for hours and it's something that we have to look sort of what things are we passionate about now and thinking it's all it's all about the long process that we're in right so thinking about when he when Tolkien started this Cimmerillion his stories everything 1917 he's a 20-something year old like probably many of you that are listening and the fact that it wasn't actually published until you know four years after he died or that all of these other stories that he created that he started these stories young and he didn't know what they were going to come to. And there were so many times, especially during world war two, when he was in the middle of writing this, that there would be a year or two that he really wouldn't write at all. He wouldn't edit. He was too busy. There were so many things going on. He was raising four kids. And yet there is that passion, that persistence, that endurance. And I think a lot of times in our life, that's what we have to continually remember. We want the things now. We want the success now. We want the answers now. But unfortunately, that's just not the way life works. And so you have to look at stories like Tolkien and realize that just because you can't see it, just because you can't see where your life is going, doesn't mean that there aren't great things ahead. And so I do know that same thing for, you know, as a Christian like Tolkien, he knew that maybe it was hard for him at times, but he knew that that's just the, what, what God calls us to a lot of times is that patience, that perseverance, that he's going to lead us to the places that he's calling us to go. And so we just have to trust and have faith for that. And 81 years old is when he passed away. I mean, back then that was still pretty, I mean, nowadays that's pretty good to live until, until 81, but back then he lived a really rich, long life and his story with his wife as well i'm not going to go into it but it's an amazing romance love story and that can be spent talking two hours about it and that alone is something to go google go look into but it's a story of a life well lived and i think that's something that we can all aspire to so 
I thank you again for joining me on this journey. Um, as you tell stories of people that have lived before us that we can learn from. So join me next time. We'll see who we're talking about next time. I'm not quite sure yet. It'll come along the way. But truly, thank you. And on behalf of where they've been, I'm Zach Moore. And this has been 